Ah, what a beautiful day to celebrate those who embrace all walks of life. The bluebed kind of guy. From the tradies and crypto traders to the manscapers, landscapers and park footy fourth raiders. We get around them all. We've been to Paris, Dubai and Rome, but prefer Pakenham, Doombin and Randwick. And from the land down under, we love an underdog. Like the little Aussie battlers batting above. That's why you bet with Bluebet, the true blue Aussie bookie. Gamble responsibly. Call 1 800 858 858. Welcome to What I'm Backing and Why, our Melbourne Cup special. Of course, this is our afternoon sport racing bulletin and it's brought to you by Bluebet. I'm Tim Gilbert. I'm joined by my News Corp racing journalist colleague Matt Jones from news.com.au and pro punter Brad Horse Miller. Gentlemen, how are we? Yeah, good, Tim. Yeah, great, Tim. Today on the show, it is the race that stops the nation, the Melbourne Cup, which horses are running, their form, and who we might place a bet on. The guys will give us their top four, top five horses. Let's give it a crack. All right, we have 24 horses in the Melbourne Cup of 2022. A lot more normal. We're going to have a packed crowd at Flemington. The weather looks a little scratchy, as it has done the last few days. But let's go through them. Number one, gold trip, Mark Zara, out of 14. Brad, what do you think? Yeah, top weight with uh, 57.5 kilos. He's got the one win from the 15 starts. And I think the Cox Plate was probably his best chance to get another one on the board. Um, but I do doubt he troubles them with, with clear air last time. Back to a handicap, he was very good in the Caulfield Cup, um, but he was 10th best last 200. He, he'll get conditions to suit again. He loves wet ground. I, I do have him marked longer um, and giving away weight again in a handicap. I'm not sure he runs a strong 3,200 with that big weight. So um, blinkers come off just to help him settle, I guess, at that trip. Uh, but I'll be working around him as a winning hope. He opened $10. He's out to 15s, and, and I marked him 20s in my market. Matty? Yeah, um, he's ran a ripper of a race in the Caulfield Cup and Cox Plate, as Brad said. They're the best lead-up races in Australia. That one win from 15 starts is the worry, but he's running an arc. Now, no, none of these horses have, would get anywhere near that race, quality of race in Europe. So, you know, he's got some claims on ability but yeah also he's just got to give weight to the rest of the field it's real hard to do over 3200 meters so it wouldn't surprise me if he runs top 10 but um, I don't have him in the top five yeah number two is Dewis out of the 10 and of course that famous name Cummings this is Edward with Huey on board $29 with blue bet Brad yeah this is the race they've set her for um, and as you say the family know a thing or two about Melbourne Cups Bart's won 12 of them I'm just not sure she's going at her absolute best, um, although she did run the second best last 200 in the Caulfield Cup, and um, she would relish a stronger tempo if they go quicker here. I think these slow tempos have just made her look very dour this time in. Um, I'm also not worried about the wet ground with her. If it rains on the day, um, contrary to popular opinion, I think she goes on anything. Um, I'll hop back to that Chipping Norton on the heavy 10 where she should have won that before the Australian Cup, Rob. Um, she's just raced all prep like a mare, looking for more ground. 3,200 is the question for her, um, but I can't discount her, and I actually do have her slightly shorter in my market than she currently is. I think she's about 30s at the moment. I've got her marked $22. Maddie? Yeah, $29 on blue bet uh, overs for me. She's a tankered winner. Good horses race, the tankered, wait for age. Um, and obviously, Brad, like Brad said, was very good in the... Um, 
in, in the Caulfield Cup too, being aimed at this race for a year. The only problem is, while her tanker win was super, that was the last time she won. Um, I would have liked to have seen her possibly pick up a race along the way here. It's hard. Not many horses win Melbourne Cups after not, you know, winning a race, I guess, in the, the prep leading into the Cup. Um, but she has the class factor That's the and the turn of foot. So don't rule her out. I have her in, a, in my top 10. Gay Waterhouse has won Melbourne Cup. And, of course, that was with uh, Fiorante nearly 10 years ago. Knight's order. Here we have $16. Tim Clark, early speed, wide gate. What do you think, Brad? Yeah, I think he's a good chance. So went to a new level last prep. Uh, taking out the Sydney Cup. Just had 51.5 kilos there in a fast, high-rating race on a heavy track. So he gets penalised for that win. He's got 55.5, which, which is a big weight um, for a Sydney Cup winner in a Melbourne Cup. You'd normally say that's impossible, uh, but he's been outstanding and improved again, I think, this time in as an eight-year-old. Um, went too slow in the Turnbull. I was shocked when Tim Clark went far too slow for him in the Caulfield Cup. Um they got to him early because he was going so slow. But have a look at him through the line. If you have a look at the chopper shot, he's going better than anything um, as they go past the line. Uh, he and Montefilia were both sort of humming. Um, the prep has obviously been set just around this race. Um, if he had 52, I think he'd be a moral for a top three. Um, I think he'll run a hell of a race. And I have him much shorter in my market. Um, I have him marked about $13 and, and he's... I was getting 30s last night on Betfair. I don't see barrier 24 being any issues. There's a big long run to that first turn and he can cruise across from outside. Um, and the bet in the race for me is probably him, you know, for a top five, he's 420 sort of being shot for that. And a top 10, he looks like an absolute lock for top 10 at $2. So, um, yeah, I think he's going to run really well, Knight's order. What do you think, Matt? Um, I, I agree he probably runs top 10, but closer to 10th than first for me. I... I also agree with Brad. This type of horse, I was just think he needed a low weight. Uh, he needed 50 kilos, not 55 and a half, due to his on-speed pattern. He has won over 3,200 twice, though. Um, not many horses in this field have done that. Um, and was only a length off him in the Caulfield Cup. But I don't like backing front runners in Melbourne Cups unless they're might and power. So I'll, I'll, I'll be steering clear of him, but he'll run a good race. Twilight Payment did it a couple of years ago. Yep. Next horse is the one I like, number four, Montefilia. Out of the 11, you just mentioned her then five-year-old mare came on to finish towards the front in that race at Caulfield. That was a soft track placed at Ramwick, of course. Rates highly with Jason Collett on board. Around $11, Maddie, with Bluebet. Yep. Um, you got to just – I haven't forgotten the day she, she whooped – very elegant, not long ago in a Ranvert. Um, showed a superb turn of foot. She's won three Group 1s this mare, so the class factor's there. Probably the run of the race in the Caulfield Cup. Um, I actually think that a 3,200-metre horse might not need to win. You might not need to run 32. I know that sounds a bit weird, but I think this is... I've treated this race because it's a bit lacking in depth, like a bit of a derby or, a, or, a, or an Oaks. I think the brilliance of Montefilia might be enough. She'll sprint faster than most of these in this race. I've got her in my top four for sure. I just think the class factor might take her a hell of a long way. If she gets a soft run, which she will from the gate, collar it on, huge chance. Three group ones, Brad. Yeah, and she probably wins the Caulfield Cup. Um, she's probably one of, one of two runners you could argue nearly should have won the race um, with a bit more luck sooner. She seemed to get her tongue over the bit at the start prior in that fast race behind Cascadian, so I'm prepared to forgive that. Um, she's always looked a little bit suspect as a stayer. 
but that slow run Caulfield Cup, and although she was a little bit keen early in the run, um, she just flew home, ran the best last 200 of the day. Through the line, she was absolutely motoring. Um, and, and just on the on the being suspect at 3,200, her breeding on the dam side actually suggests she should stay. So um, I think as long as she relaxes in the run, she can be held up and just get a dash at them. She's definitely a chance. Um, I've got her sort of about with the market, just, just a touch shorter. And she jumps from gate 11, and that's produced more Melbourne Cup winners than any other barrier. So um, I think she's pretty well set up to, to run well number four, Montefilia. Just, 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 just quickly, Brad. David, um, he, he, her trainer, David Payne, has been telling anyone that will listen for eighteen months that he was setting her for the Melbourne Cup. That was eighteen months ago. So, yeah, this is a long, long, long term plan for her. So, and so respect that judgment. Yeah, she's in my top five. Yep, yep. Uh, hope she wins. <laughs> That's where I'm going. Uh, race seven, number five, of course. Race seven is Melbourne Cup. It's a soft six at the moment. Numerian, Annabelle Nisham, Tommy Berry, sixty one dollars in blue bet. I just don't think he stays. Um, he's got a fair weight, 55 and a half, and what is he, $61 or something. I've got him, Mark, sort of triple that. So, uh, yeah, I can't have him at all. What about you, Matty? I, I agree. He, he's never won over more than 2,200, so he's got to go another 1,000 metres on Tuesday. Tough ask, but um, he ran real well in the Caulfield Cup and has a leading jockey on, but I just got him outside my top 10. Matt, you can't ride off without a fight. Uh, number six. Uh, he put a good margin on that, on Matt York, two back over 2,800 metres. He's won seven times from 17 starts with seven placings, so he's super consistent. He'll eat up the 3,200 metres, no doubt. Um, my query is, has he been running in the real, running and winning the real elite, elite races in Europe? No. And has no heavy track form either, so is the weather going to suit him? But and he's drawn out in 18. So there's some queries, but there's also a lot to like too. Um, wouldn't surprise me if he runs in top 10. Brad? Yeah, he brings top European form. Um, the only little knock is all his recent good stuff. He's on firmer ground. His last couple of runs on soft tracks have been poor. Um, I always respect this form though against our stayers. He's undoubtedly a winning chance. Um, William Buick's going at 27% strike rate for the calendar year. And... Uh, this horse is going to be the first horse to try and win the, the Melbourne Cup from barrier 18. So I have him shorter in my market. I have him $8. The market has him around 11 sort of $12. So I'm respecting him and I've got him in my top five. What about number seven, Kimura, $61 a blue bet, Brad? Uh, respecting the overseas form again, but just doesn't seem to be going well enough for me. Um, and another one possibly better on, on firmer ground. So I think the market's about right with him at about 50s. Matty? Well, he won the Cara Cup two back, and that's produced Mel- that's good Melbourne Cup form because Twilight Payment and Rekindling won that race and came out and won the Melbourne Cup. So there's form there. Um, he has drawn out. You'll need some luck to find a spot in the run. He isn't fancied in the market either. And when you're $51 in Melbourne Cup, that says a bit. Not many 50-to-1 shots win this race. Yeah, well, not many Melbourne Cup uh, favourites are at $3.60 either, and that's where we find number eight, Deville Legend, out of the nine. Uh, Karen McAvoy, what do you think, Brad? Been off the map, hasn't he? There was sort of $7.80 being traded on this horse just seven days ago, and you know now he's half that, as you said. So um, he has a wonderful turn of foot, which you often need to win a Melbourne Cup. Um, he has that El Bodegon form, which was franked in the Cox Plate, and he's lightly raced and still improving. Everything he's doing suggests he wants more ground. 
Uh, and although he's never raced on it, reports are he's worked nicely in the soft going since arriving. Um, and he's drawn that perfect gate, gate nine, you know, middle of the track, just gets a sweet run. 55 kilos as a, as a Northern Hemisphere three-year-old when others have sort of come and won it down near the minimum um, is a bit of a task. But he carries weight. In fact, he carried 60 kilos um, in arguably his best pointer for the race uh, when he won the uh, the 2400. I think it was the Gordon. It was like a group three. Um, and he outstayed Hu Yamal in that. Um, I do think he's pretty short now at his current price, but there's... There's a, a betting mob who have this horse going for a liability of just under $50 million. Um, so although I have him marked $5, they're going to be trying to limit that damage. So I'm just not sure he's actually going to drift out at, to that price. Um, so I'm just yeah, not sure what we're going to do there. Um, and Kerry McAvoy has ridden three Melbourne Cup winners. He, You don't worry about backing Kerry McAvoy in Melbourne Cups. He's a terrific staying rider. Um, and he's going to be trying to join Harry White and Bobby Lewis um, at the top of the tree with four on Dover Legend on Tuesday. So good luck to Kieran. What do you think, Matt? $3.60. That suggests he should win this by six lengths. And I don't know if that's going to happen. I can't believe that price, Tim. I just can't believe it. But uh, like Brad said, he's got Kieran on. And that just topped him off perfectly for the Melbourne Cup. He gets conditions to suit. He's beaten Durston. This prep home in a race, my only... He's he's such a young horse. He's having his eighth start on the other side of the world. Um, does inexperience maybe beat him? Uh, you know, I I just think he's well unders there. So um, I've definitely got him in my top five, but I won't be backing him. Well, going to take a quick break here, but we'll be back with our Melbourne Cup special in just a tick. Ah, what a beautiful day to celebrate those who embrace all walks of life. The bluebed kind of guy. From the tradies and crypto traders to the manscapers, landscapers and park footy fourth raiders. We get around them all. We've been to Paris, Dubai and Rome, but prefer Pakenham, Doombin and Randwick. And from the land down under, we love an underdog. Like the little Aussie battlers batting above. That's why you bet with bluebed, the true blue Aussie bookie. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. In life, the most important thing is trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. Now, Joe Pride, he wanted to rain. He wanted to rain in Melbourne because this number nine stockman, uh, the wetter it gets, the better it gets. Sam Clipperton on board. What do you think, Matt? He's on fire, stockman. Um, he was on a firm track on Saturday in the Rose Hill Gold Cup, a good four, and he flew home on a surface he didn't like, coming back in trip. And that just topped him off perfectly for the Melbourne Cup. He gets conditions to suit. He's beaten Durston this prep home in a race. My only query is, will he run the strong 3,200 metres? And I would have liked to have seen him. He's run well in a Metropolitan, fourth, behind no compromise. But um, And he was less than a length off winning that race. But I wish if he won that race, I would have had a lot more confidence in him. But at $29, he's well overs and he's in my top four. Brad? 
Uh, yeah, he was flogged by a night's order in the Sydney Cup. I don't know whether he had excuses there. Doesn't get a lot of weight relief out of that race. Um, he was. I thought he was good in the Metrop. He gets a little weight pull on Realm of Flowers out of that race. Then a, a good win in the St. Ledger over 2,600. Just a bit confused by the prep. Um, I just don't know why they would have sent him around again on Saturday. It's a bit Bart Cummings style, but he's now also coupled with the three-day backup. He's got to travel into state as well. So I think that makes it interesting. Uh, I, I'm just going to leave him. I think he's about right with the market around that sort of 30 to 1 mark. So I'm happy to let him go on that setup. Yeah, 30 to 1 with Blue Bet. Now, Vow and Declare, uh, Matt, everyone knows that name, Blake Shin. Was he going better than when he won the Cup um, in 2019? You could argue he is, in a way. Um, and he's only carrying two kilos more, I think, this time around. Um, he's had a perfect prep. Um, great runs in the Bart Cummings and, and the Caulfield Cup. All, we, all we'd have to say is history's against him. If he wins the Melbourne Cup, he'll be only the sixth horse to win it more than once. What about you, Brad? Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Only five horses have, have won this race a second time, and I just don't think he's in the class of those. Um, in 2019, when he, when he had the suck run behind a very slow speed, got the rails run when he needed it, everything went his way. Um, there were unlucky runners in behind, like El Paradiso, who I thought clearly should have won on the day. He's now seven years old, carries two kilos more, and although I think he's going okay, I think he's a couple of lengths off his prime, and if it's a wet track, that's probably also a negative for him, so I've marked him longer. He's about $21. I've marked him 35s. Brad, what do you think of Young Werther, number 11, Damien Lane? One win from 14 starts. Um, he's run some cracking races in Group 1s. I think wet ground and 3,200 is probably going to test him. Um, so I have him sort of about where the market is, just a touch shorter around the 35s. I think he's about $41. Um, can see some sort of sneaky chance if he can run the trip, but um, I won't be – he'll be a loser if he wins. Yeah, he's $41, Matty, with Blue Bet. Yep, about right. Um, how many horses won a Melbourne Cup after only winning one race over 1,500 metres? It's just – has never had you long. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, But he has run in a Cox Plate, and that's the highest class race in this country over 2,000 metres or more. Um, and the Cox Plate, as we know, um, has been a very good lead-up race to the Melbourne Cup over the past sort of 20 years. It's more of a trend to run in the Cox Plate than wait and just run in the Melbourne Cup. That's what Very Elegant did last year, and she blitzed them. So the prep's fine. The form is good and bad if you want to look at it both ways. But um, I just don't have him in my top five. Yeah, there's a reason why Gay is not overconfident, but but very, you know, very spirited about her chances in the Melbourne Cup because number 12, Hu Yamal, is $15 with Blue Bet. And uh, Craig Williams on board, 53.5 kilos, Brad. Yeah, she's got a couple of chances in there, doesn't she? Um I'm, again, I'm respecting this European form, but I just thought Doville Legend had his measure and looked the better stayer at 2,400. So uh, I think I'll be working around him to, to 3,200 metres. Um, I had him marked a touch longer than the market. I had him marked 20s versus, you know, 16s. So I'll be letting him go. Yeah, he's 15 with Blue Bet, Matt. Yeah, not not far off Doville Legend when they met a couple of runs back. Comes out of a very strong form race. Um, so, you know, but will he handle the wet track? Um, it's got to be a query for an inexperienced horse, sort of finding his way against 23 other opponents at his first run in seven weeks. So I'll be um, I'll be going past him. 
Serpentine, number 13, another wide gate, 23, Brad. Yeah, Johnny Allen on. Um, so he's going he's gonna to be the speed in the race. That's what sort of makes him interesting. He goes along at a, at a pretty fast tempo. So um, that'll be a big watch for me is how fast this horse goes early. Uh, I don't think he's a winning chance and I'll be, yeah, certainly working around him. Yeah, I'm just going to let him go. What is he, $91? He's, yeah, that's the right price. Matt? Yeah, I don't think the Archer was a great... I don't think anything's coming out of that race and winning. He did win the Epsom Derby in 2020. <laughs> um, that's... If he, yeah, he's not the same he's horse. Not, yeah. I get that, but imagine if he did bring that form. He'd win this race easy, you'd think. Yeah, he'd win this easily, but yeah. He's, yeah. You're right, he's, he's not in that form anymore. And um, he just... I mean, if, if he can't... If Shawfire and Crystal Pegasus are giving you a run for your money, I don't think you're winning a Melbourne Cup. Number 14, Darkwind Sweet. Um, what do you think there, Brad? Darkwind Sweet Junior, yeah. Um, thought coming into the prep, he was actually going really well. He was looking good at the jump outs and he'd had a, had a good prep. Just hasn't quite lived up to it this time in. The wet ground certainly helps him, but he'd need to run a huge career PB to run top four in this race. So I had him marked a little bit longer. I had him 40s and I think a little bit have him about $31. Yeah, what do you think, uh, Matty? Daniel Moore's had success aboard previously, uh, but $34 with Bluebet would say that he's a not a big chance. No, he's run over 3,200 twice for a win in the Adelaide Cup and a placing in the Sydney Cup. So the distance has been overcome with him in a, in a way, which is half the battle in a Melbourne Cup. But he's not rated by the punters um, and all his best form has been on top of the ground too, so the conditions are against him. All right, let's go to number 15, Grand Promenade out of the one, $81 with Bluebet. Brad. Yeah, I thought he was building nicely into the prep uh, until the failure last start. So that, that made it two sort of really poor runs on heavy tracks recently. Um, but he'll appreciate getting back to Flemington where he does his best work. Uh, he did get lapped in this race last year on a good track though. So I'm uh, certainly working around him. What about you, Matty? I don't know if he had all the luck in the Melbourne Cup last year either. It wasn't the easiest run for him and he still managed to run six. Um, and very, as we know, gapped them um, from barrier one. Um, he gets a suck run this time, probably a better run in transit and can stalk them and not have traffic to get past. Um, but um, since last year's cup, he hasn't looked like a winner in any of his four runs and that's why he's at the price he is, which is uh, $81 on blue bet and that's about right. Yeah, and that's the same line of betting that Arapahoe, Bjorn Baker and Rachel King, $81 with blue bet. What do you think, Matt? Well, he's got the miles in his legs. Bart would be proud of Bjorn. Um, he's, he's been up for a long time. Fitness is not an issue. Um, but of, And he's a tough bugger. So, And he will relish the soft ground. And he has good form around Durston and Stockman. Um, while he's been consistent, it's just hard to see Melbourne Cup winner next to his name, isn't it? So he's a group standard horse, but maybe not a group one winning horse. Brad? He has a win over Durston and Frando Gardy if he was paid up. Um but I, I'll probably have to let him go. I've got him marked just a touch shorter than the market. What is he with Bluebet, Tim? Is he? Yeah, he's eighty-one dollars. He's the same as Grand Promenade. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I've got him marked sixty. So a little bit of an overlay there. But um, I'm not sure I'll be backing him. Stay with us. We're going to have our last few horses in our Melbourne Cup special and get the boys' top picks. 
If you're ready for your next thoroughbred racing adventure, then join the Osher Group. They exceed expectations on what racehorse ownership should look like. Australia's racing industry is enjoying unprecedented growth. Through a strategic, well-managed and data-driven approach, there is now a very real opportunity to build a profitable and sustainable thoroughbred portfolio. Find the Osher Group online at theoshergroup.com. Emissary, you both you guys have, have liked Emissary in races in the past. Is it good enough to win the Melbourne Cup number 17, Brad? Yeah, he's improved this prep, hasn't he? He's back better as a six-year-old gelding. Um, flies fresh and then can fade out of his preparations. But it was great to see him put in a big peak run uh, to win the Geelong Cup fourth up last time. Seventh best last 200 of the meeting off a fast speed. It was a terrific performance at 2,400, suggesting 3,200. It's very gettable for him. I just wish it was dry. I think he's better on top of the ground. Um, but I do love the 56 down to 51.5 kilos. And I have him, yeah, much shorter in my market and a, and a definite sneaky chance. I've got him marked about $25 and I think there's something close to 50 sort of being shopped. So, um, yeah, I'm giving him a chance, actually. What do you think, Matt? $41 blue bet? Well, he comes out, of, he won the John Cup. That's a proven lead-up race, isn't it? A lot of horses, you know, running that and come and run well on the first Tuesday in November. Um, that was on a good four, though. Or well, good three, was it? Like a good good four. Um, he won't be getting that on Tuesday. Um, and he's also on trial at the distance. So I won't have him in my top five, but he'll run a good race. I like this other horse here, number 18. And this is the other one I'm going to have a small bet on. Uh, Modophilia is my main bet. Luna Flair, my second. Out of the 12, it's $18 with Blue Bet. Um, Graham Begg, another very famous name in uh, racing. Of course, uh, his father, an absolute legend. Goes well on a soft track, Brad. Yeah, Brad, this morning she's presented lame in the off four. She'll be reinspected uh, Tuesday morning before the Cup, so hopefully she can get through that and, and get into the race. Um, winner of the Bart Cummings, the golden ticket in, just 51 and a half kilos. Uh, I'm not sure she has the class. Um, she was well handled by Francesco Gardi at Mooney Valley, um, but she's very honest, handles all conditions and, you know, drops 55 down to that 51 and a half out of a fast 2,500 metre race. That's a really nice setup for a top 10 chance. So um, hopefully she presents okay and she can run well. Famous name in racing, isn't it? Beg, Maddie. You know, Graham Begg's father, Neville, broke in Todman. What do you think of Luna Flair? Well, I'll give Graham Begg a wrap here. I, I think he's trained this horse to the minute for the race. I think he's given a perfect prep for 3,200 metres. Um, she won the Bart Cummings two back, then only got beaten by the red hot Francesco Gardi last start. Um, but again, presented lame. Uh, you know, 48 hours out from a Melbourne Cup, that's a no no. So. Um, and history is a bit against her as well. She's seven now, and maybe she wants a firmer track than she'll get on Tuesday. So, I'm, that, but pre- presenting lame is—I just can't have any have any part with her considering that. All right, number nineteen is Smoke and Romans. Uh, Kieran Maher out of the sixteen, sixteen dollars with Blue Bet, Brad. Yeah, geez, it hurt having to watch this Caulfield Cup replay another twenty times last night. The narrative was that he that he wasn't good enough, but. If you watch that replay closely, he wasn't really given much of a hope. And firstly, should have been up outside Mike's order on his right flank, so he so Jamie Carr could make the call when she wanted to go. She's got into an awkward spot, and 
she's a little gap opened up. If you watch the chopper shot at the 500, a little gap opened and she went to take it and they just slammed the door shut on her. And he was actually going really well at that point. Um, and he was surging into the race. And once he hit that traffic, it was game over. He's not hes not a sit-sprint horse. He needs to build his momentum from at least six or 800 out. He's a group one winner now, but I do think that Caulfield Cup's going to be the one that got away from him from the big three. Uh, the stable... I did read that they had the Melbourne Cup picked out for him all prep uh, and only sort of shifted the focus to the Caulfield Cup after he won the, the Turnbull. Um, so you'd, you'd have to think a camp like Maren Eustace would have run some studies on him with their, their gene testing or whatever it is they do, um, lung capacity. So they must think he's going to run 3,200. I'd be forgiving the failure at 2,800. That was no guide um, as he dropped out badly that day. And he's, and he's win prior to that last prep in the, the Pakenham Cup over 2,500. He was stronger than anything through the line. So um, as I said, I think they've missed the, the race to win the Caulfield Cup. But with 51 and a half, I do have him a little bit shorter in the market. Um, after SP, you know, three ninety five in the in the Caulfield Cup last time, where I think he arguably could have won. So um, I've got him marked fifteen dollars, and he's what about nineteen dollars with Bluebird? Is he? Yeah, he's uh, he's around that mark. Um, Smoking Roman sixteen dollars, a little bit under, but um, that's come in a bit. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. What, what do you think, Matt? Well, he was favoured to win the Caulfield Cup, but nothing went right at a crucial point when he got crowded for room, and as the runs didn't present, he had to go back to the inside. I just, everyone, a lot of people are saying that, you know, he might have won if he got the runs and all that sort of stuff, and he might have, but I just still wasn't that impressed with him over the last 50 metres. Like, he didn't really, I guess it's hard when you lose momentum. Some horses don't pick up straight away, but I still thought he could have finished off that Caulfield Cup just a touch better. Um, And he's obviously going to be suspect out the trip, but he's won a Turnbull, good horses race, two starts back, so got to respect his form, but um, there's too many... Little queries, little queries for me, not big ones. So it wouldn't surprise if he runs top 10. Sorry, the other knock for Smoke and Romans is coming out of four slow run races and, and he might be in a faster run Melbourne Cup. So that's the other knock on him. Mm. Yeah, Brad, number 20, Charlie Rose, uh, is is an outsider really, $91 with Blue Bet. Yeah, ran ninth last year, beaten 16 lengths by a very elegant uh, copped a check, like just got chopped out of a run in the Caulfield Cup when she went to make her, make her run as they sort of balanced up, picked herself back up again and ran on reasonably. Um, she's, she's a chance to sort of finish in the first half dozen, I would imagine. I think she can run okay. What do you think, Matt? Well, she'll run the trip out, I think. So, and she won last year's Geelong Cup. And she has excuses in the Melbourne Cup last year. She was galloped on in the run, I believe, in, in that race last year. And that's never ideal. So there was excuses for that. And, um, you know... She she'll run in the first half. I I reckon around mid midfield. I'm saying so, um, and her, her SP suggests that. What about number twenty two high emotion fifty one dollars with blue bet, Maddie? Yeah, um, she arrives here at the right time of her career um, with two wins in the past three runs, including a win over Val and Declare three back. She won't know herself with fifty kilos on her back, uh, four and a half kilos less than what she carried to win the Bendigo Cup, um, and wet grounds a bonus. Um, in saying that, she only won the Bendigo Cup <laughs> last start. So she doesn't have that high-class Group 1 form um, like a lot of the other favoured horses do. So um, there's there's some there's some doubts there, and $51 is about the right price. What about this horse, number 23, Interpretation, Brad? And you can tell me about high emotion at the same time. 
High motion. Yeah, good luck to a couple of old Horsham mates of mine, Matty McKinnon and, and George Robson with a runner in the cup. Good luck, lads. Um, didn't need the penalty and snuck into the race with just the 50 kilos on her back. She was really brave in the Bendigo Cup. Good, strong last 200 figure. This is obviously much tougher, um, but she'll give it everything. Um, she gives that every time she steps out. So I think the market's about right with her. I, uh, you know, hopefully she can she can run top 10. An interpretation? Interpretation here, input for Marin Eustace. He's been backed every time he's stepped out. He's a stallion, so he just might have his mind on other things and he might be a candidate for the ultimate gear change before he steps out next preparation. Then we might see the best of him. So I think Craig knew it's a good booking for him, good firm, you know, hard rider, good with the whip. Uh, yeah, I think he can run okay, but I, I certainly don't have him in my top five or six or seven. What do you think of the penultimate horse, Matty? Interpretation. Uh, well, he drops five, drops five and a half kilos off his John Cup six placing and running the trip's probably not a query. So there's a bit to like there. And I think he's had a near perfect prep to peak in this race. Um, two, but two of his three wins to date have been on good rated tracks. Um, his three wins came at his first four starts too. So it's been a salute to judge. Yeah, a few of my mates uh, like uh, number 24, Realm of Flowers, out of the five, $10 with Blue Bet. We all remember that narrow loss at Long Odds last start at Ramwick, Brad. Yeah, the stable have just been battling a bit. They would have been wrapped to pick up a winner on Derby Day uh, with Argentia getting up for, for Damien Oliver. The positives are when Friedman and, well, this is Anthony and Sam, when they combine with Damien Thornton, uh, they jump from nine and six from their last hundred to 23 winners as a combination from their last hundred. So soft draw, gate five. There's a lot of, a lot of positives for this horse. Sneaks in with just 50 kilos. And I think not having run on Saturday, they scratched it because they were in the field already. I think that's a huge positive. Um, all her best runs are when they're spaced out with a month between runs, including her dominant high rating win in the Andrew Ramsden over 2,800 at this track last year on a soft seven. Um, last prep, she either didn't come up or she hated those shorter gaps that they had her on. They had her on the two-week backup for each run. And again, a month between runs, her Metrop effort was full of merit. She was 3-4 wide without cover, looked gone, but picked up again late with her best work um, sort of through the line. That was an enormous run. Uh, we then saw Durston come out and win the Caulfield Cup. So I definitely have her shorter than the market. Um, I noticed she's been backed. Uh, she was 11s. I marked it 8s. She's sort of getting closer to that now. So uh, I've certainly got her a winning chance. She's in the top five. Matt? $10. They really like her, don't they? Um, and, and there's been support too. I think she was $14 on Sunday. So, um, yeah, um, she just missed out on winning the Metrop. I think she's going to run the 3,200 right out. She gets the lightest weight, a good bat run. She hasn't run since the Metrop, though. It's, it's a fair gap between runs, isn't it? So, um, you know, she's another one that's won most of her races early on and just finding it tough to win at the highest level. You know, she, a lot of... You know, above average horses do what she's done. They have a few kills early on and then all of a sudden they get up to where the big boys and girls are and it's a bit harder. So um, that's my query on her. But um, I can't, I wouldn't be surprised if she runs in the top 10. All righty. Okay, boys, we've had a comprehensive look at the 24 runners. What we need now is your numbers. So uh, what are your numbers, Matty? Um, I'm probably, maybe I'm going with my heart a bit more than my head, but I'm going to back Montefilia from Val and Declare. And Dover Legend for third, and I'd love to see Stockman win it, but I think he might run fourth. 
Okay, what about you, Brad? What are your numbers? Yeah, I've got the favourite on top. I do think he's... Too short. So I wouldn't be backing him at that price, but I do think he's clearly the one to beat. So um, the eight Doville legend... The three nights order, I think, is a terrific chance. Um, I think the bet in the race f- is for him to run top ten and at two dollars and top five at sort of four dollars twenty. I think that's a terrific bet. Um, the six without a fight, the international, is an undoubtable winning chance. Twenty-four realm of flowers, um, another terrific hope, and the four Montefilia. She just needs to run the thirty-two hundred and she can relax and and sprint at the end of the race. So I, I think she's a, a terrific winning chance as well. And and the ones at prices that I I think are worth including if you're having you know exotics and quaddies or whatever. Um, the seventeen emissary at around that fifty to one mark, and um, nineteen smoke and Romans around the sort of sixteen to twenty dollar mark. I think they're both chances as well. Yeah, well, we've seen some knockouts in uh, the race that stopped a nation in the past. That's it for what I'm backing and why our Melbourne Cup special. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors, Matt. Bluebet, the wholly owned Aussie bookie. Thanks to you. Thanks to Brad. Have a wonderful Melbourne Cup. We'll see you later in the week. See you guys. See you guys. Building Resilience Podcast. They play in different arenas, but sports and business have massive similarities. Elite athletes and top business leaders flourish through the physical and psychological demands their high-stress careers place on them. The Building Resilience Podcast explores the world of sport and deconstructs the tools and ethos of world-class athletes that can help us create growth and optimize business and life. Come find the Building Resilience Podcast on your favorite podcast app.